And we're live on the Pete the Planner show. First week of the NBA season. Oh, people in my household are excited. Young Ted is asking to stay up at night. He's getting up early to watch Sports Center. All is well in the world as large men collide into each other and throw a little round object into a, a steel hoop. No one cares. Peter Dunn here, Damian Dunn here, and Kristen Elaney is here on the Pizza Planet Show. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. How about that little take on basketball? I feel bad for Ted because I I remember when I was passionate about sports, you know, roughly his age and it took me a long time to figure out that the regular season really matters very, very little. And sure. you're only getting a fraction of their effort during those times. But you only figure that out as an adult, right? As a kid, you just enjoy it. I just remember when we were kids, it feel it felt like every game was Bulls Hawks on mm-hmm. WGN or TBS, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Back in the good old days when fans could see all the games on one station. Oh, boy. Uh, Andy says hello in the Facebook live chat. Great to see us back. She missed us last week. Yes, I family trip to New York City. So uh, got to show the kids Manhattan and good times. Good times had by all. It's amazing how you can buy a $3 hot dog on the street that gives your son as much glee as the rest of the entire trip. Really? Oh, Ted loves street meat. Was that his first experience with street meat? Uh, first New York street meet. Oh. Uh. Uh, but anyway, uh, Big Rick Swink says, good morning. Well, good morning, Big Rick Swink. Okay, here's what we got on the show today. And Damien made this executive decision based on his really catchy title. Damien, what is the show's topic today? Wait, I want to watch all the viewers flee. Okay, go ahead, Dave. All right. Uh, well, first and foremost, we have the obligatory uh, update on student loan forgiveness that Kristen will get us up to speed on very, very shortly. And then we're going to talk about huge insurance mistakes, huge insurance mistakes that you may, hopefully, may not be making. Fantastic. Uh, Danza and uh, J.O. say hello in the chat. J.O., I'm looking at an email you sent me yesterday. I think it was yesterday. About the Minnesota Timberwolves and wine. I don't know. I'm going to read it later. And wine? Well, it's an interesting story, actually. J.O.'s brother's a sommelier at a really nice restaurant in uh, Minneapolis. And so uh, a lot of the NBA players come into his restaurant, and he's and NBA players are really into wine these days. And so he's often uh, uh, serving wine and suggesting wine to NBA players. So it's sort of a strange thing. We need to know the biggest wine tab he's, uh, he's seen. I think NBA I know players. the answer to that, um, but I don't remember because you know how I am. Good morning, Chris. Good to see you. Uh, Jameson, look at him. I, the internet still works down in Texas. That's good. But since uh, it's going to get colder down there, will the power grid still work? Mm. Good times. That was a uh, – oh, Aqua Greg makes – the podcast listeners are just like, let's, let's move on to Joe <laughs> Rogan or something because – uh, I'm just reading everyone's comments. Uh, Rochelle says hello. Greg Gardner up in uh, HQ2 right now. Uh, Rudy Gobert's fit with the T-Wolves this year. Okay. Now he's he's really trying to make it NBA chat, but that's all right. Um, okay. Let's do a show. I'm going to get my timer here. I got plenty of time for everybody today. My soccer, my girls' soccer team lost last night, though, so a little upset. 3-1. It's a tough game against Circle City. We lost. Well. The girls are learning how disappointment works. Fantastic. And 3-2. Two. 
This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, ask Pete, ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. That's ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. And what will happen is this. If we feel like answering the question and you did, in fact, email us, we'll do it here on the show. This very syndicated radio show. Speaking of syndicated, <laughs> Kristen Elanius joins us, as does Damian Dunn. Hello, people. Hi. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't have anything there. So uh, we're going to do a quick student loan update because we do have some actual moving pieces. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, Kristen, of course, will give that update. And then we have got uh, it's the insurance edition of the show. Now, I also admit I, I was on the Indianapolis Business Journal podcast, which comes out uh, later next week or something. And it was also an insurance topic. Here's my feeling on insurance. Let's just have a very big, bold conversation about about once a year. No more. And the good part about this conversation is no one on our show sells insurance. That's always the best time to learn about insurance because you're not feeling like someone is going to try to sell you insurance. And it's with that that we go to our student loan update. Kristen Alanius, there is movement in President Biden's executive order to forgive student loans in mass. Please describe. Yeah, the application's open. So we've been talking about student loan forgiveness for nearly two months now. Um, the original announcement came out late August. So the application is live. If you go to the studentaid.gov website, you can find it. It's very simple, just your basic information. And then you actually don't have to provide proof of income or anything. You are subject to audit. So make sure you're being uh, truthful about whether or not you qualify for loan forgiveness. Uh, I think the only other thing to note at this point is that the application could be closed from time to time as the department is making updates, I assume with the logistics on the back end. Um, and that, well, actually that might be it. It's a beta version. Um, so it's subject to closure. So if you hear this and you go there and the application is closed, don't worry, you haven't missed the window. You have until December 31st of next year actually to apply. Yeah. So Kristen, I, I've been wanting to ask this question. Two things. Number one, does uh, do you have to apply to get student loan forgiveness? If you're someone who doesn't have your income information on file, meaning you didn't fill out the previous year's FAFSA and you want student loan forgiveness, you do have to apply. If you're someone who might be subject to automatic forgiveness, meaning your income information was already on file from an income-driven repayment plan application or from um, that FAFSA, then you actually have to opt out. And at this point, that's said that it's going to be with your servicer. I haven't seen um, the logistics for how you can opt out if you're someone who doesn't want student loan forgiveness. Damon, you're hearing what I'm hearing. Everyone should just go ahead and apply. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't yeah. see any reason. Were they going to give you two credits on this? Are you going to forgive you twice? I doubt <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I've seen Stranger Things. Okay, not the show. Anyway, all right, Dame, uh, insurance mistakes. There's a lot of them. People make them on a regular basis. People freeze up when insurance is brought up especially cocktail parties where so let's go through various types of insurance and where people make mistakes. Now, Kristen, anytime we do segments like this, I don't know about you, but I always like to make sure that we're not feeling judgy because some people are going to have made these mistakes and we don't want them to feel ostracized. We just want to point out that maybe there's a different way. Is that how you approach these things? 100%. And I would imagine that some of the life insurance topics that we're going to talk about, um, they live in a privileged space, uh, like 
there are just sometimes certain types of insurance are just not affordable. And so if you're someone who hears a type of insurance that we might talk about and you feel that it's out of reach, we don't want you to feel shame for that either, but we want you to understand what your options might be. Should you find yourself in a position where these extra options are affordable? Yeah. Dummies. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, all right, Dame, uh, where shall we begin? Well, since Kristen kind of opened the door to life insurance, let's start there. The first major mistake somebody could potentially have is not having the right amount of life insurance. My, that is my biggest beef. By the way, Ted, my 10-year-old, told me a joke the other day. He said, if two vegans are arguing, can you really even call it a beef? beef. Yeah, no, I think good. he that's probably solid. stole it. It feels stolen. Yeah, it does, um, but it's good. But but yeah, that's a big problem. If you don't have the right amount of life insurance, that is a huge issue. Indeed, I mean, you're uh, obviously if, if if the life insurance is on you and you uh, pass away, move on to post earlier than anticipated, and your beneficiaries are left trying to figure out how to put ends together. You want to make sure that they're set, and if if you uh, undershoot uh, by. Uh, who knows how much it's going to be even more stressful for them. Now I've personally never had somebody come to me uh, down the road and say, you know what? Losing dad was really tough, but man, when he left us too much life insurance, we had no idea what to do. No, there's, I don't think there's a possibility of having too much life insurance, but you sure as heck can have too little life insurance. Now, Kristen, uh, you are a content creator on both TikTok and professionally in your real life. Um, but I mean, like professional, like TikTok is for pleasure. Uh, your work life is professional. That's the distinction. Yeah. Right. That's what well, I meant. Yeah. Are you calling my TikTok out right now? Oh, I've never seen your TikTok. Do you have a TikTok? I just assume you do because you don't understand very, my jokes. Well, it was just really coincidental because I very recently have a TikTok. So I thought that was your like cryptic way of telling me that you had been creeping. Uh, uh, no, I don't even have TikTok <laughs> on my phone. And I am a creep. <laughs> Just to really anyway, here's my here's my question. Kristen, you're a content creator. So sometimes as a content creator, uh, we, we do things like we say, um, the worst types of insurance you can have. And when we do that, what ends up happening is we tell people to get a certain type of insurance and then they don't end up with the right amount of insurance because they can only afford a certain amount. Um how important do you think face amount is versus type of insurance, Kristen? I would say that it's way more important because it determines the affordability most of the time. So I would say knowing how much you need to have, and we just talked a lot about having the right amount, but we didn't say really, like we didn't even give a blanket recommendation. So I don't know if we want to dive into that or. I mean, we, briefly, because I know Dame's got like a, has a entire list. <laughs> list of insurance mistakes here. I'll, I'll say what I said on the IBJ podcast and, and rules of thumb can get, um, they can get messy and vague. But I think if you have survivors, if you have a family, if you have dependents, 10X is a great place to start the conversation. You're going to go up and down from that. But 10 times your income, I think is a good place to start. Dame, do you, uh, I mean, you do this a lot more than I do. Uh, do you feel differently? No, 10 times is, like you said, the rule of thumb, and it may or may not apply. And I would highly suggest you sit down and do a, a much deeper dive on what the needs actually are for your circumstances. But if you want a place to start, if you take over what whatever your annual income is, multiply it by 10, 
you're going to be probably in the ballpark. And I know there's a lot of people thinking, well, that's way too much. There's no way we would need that. I mean, we could easily pay off the mortgage and fund college and da-da-da-da-da. And it's not. I'm just going to tell you now, 10 times your income is not too much. Yeah, the, the old insurance saying is the uh, face is a lot, the income is not. That's what the kids say in the insurance biz. Kristen, clearly no one has sat down with you and tried to sell you life insurance. I don't allow people to sit me down to try and sell me life insurance. Usually (laughs) I don't, I just, I don't, I'm an anomaly. I feel, I don't feel like I have an extra need for life insurance, so I'm not gonna have that conversation. Now I will, here's what, Dame, here's what we got to do. We've got to arrange as a work requirement for Kristen. Yeah, no, it's one of your KPIs for the fourth quarter is to have a full, life insurance needs analysis for the professional life insurance person and we have to record it and we have to like have a close-up of your face so we can see you not have a poker face during the entire conversation yeah we're going to set this up in the conference room at work and we're going to have them come in (laughs) the uh, glass absolutely we will sit and commentate from outside the room Excellent. And it's with it's with that we take a break. <laughs> All, <the> one... <laughs> All right, coming back, uh, more insurance oh. mistakes, uh, how to avoid them, and how to avoid them. I'm Pete the Planner. Legendary outro. <laughs> uh, I will say, Jo just gave us some answers about wine here. Uh, she said she knows of a twenty-eight thousand dollar dinner bill for twenty-one people. A bunch of it was wine. Yeah, that makes sense. I can <laughs> see that. Uh, Brian Pinkins makes it in the house. Brian, I have your shirt, by the way. I officially have your shirt. It's right over there. It's not his shirt. It's a shirt that I got for him. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you, that's not what I envisioned Brian looking like. That's his daughter. Oh. Stop it. Uh, Ashley uh, AG here at the office wants to go look at Kristen's TikTok account. Uh, are you giving that publicly here for the fives of people that listen to the show i mean that wasn't really the plan i didn't really want anybody that <laughs> I knew. it's fine it's fine uh what is it uh, it, uh well it was oh. my name but i think it's no one I can spell that miscellaneous money oh it's it's oh. it's financially related of course can Hello. i can i pull up tiktok on a Please desktop don't I think this is what we're doing. Christy, um, miscellaneous. Oh, you can pull it up. I. It's like brand spanking new. I don't even really understand how TikTok works. Yeah, do you have any, have you posted Nobody any does. videos? Have you posted videos? Yeah, there's like five. Maybe. Oh boy. Oh boy. I found oh, her. You did? Well, yeah, I just, excellent. Nice. Thank you. Okay. Oh, I'm just I'm just checking every Oh, there we go. I always like that picture of you. That's a good picture. Oh, look at it. There we go. Oh, these look great. We're not gonna play them on the air. Unless Thank you mean want me to. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Dame, we talked about having uh Ollie run the TikTok account for the office here this uh summer. But if Kristen gets good enough, uh, then she can run it for us. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go through a complete compliance audit on TikToks now. Can I ask a boomer question here to you, Kristen? Sure. You've got 58 followers. Mm-hmm. And one of your videos has 435 views. I don't know how that works. 
Now I want to look up uh, my daughters. She's got 59 followers now. I just followed. <laughs> Wait, you have TikTok? Yeah, I have zero video. I, I use it to make yeah. sure that I'm I'm trying to get uh, a consistent feed of certain content. I I've had a TikTok for a long time, but I've just never posted anything on it. All right, we gotta stop talking about this. So this is gonna yeah, turn right. into a show I wouldn't want to yeah. listen to. Um, again, again. Uh, oh, AG is following you now. He got sixty. Okay, Dame coming back uh, with. More insurance mistakes. More, more, insurance. more than one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Oh, you've gotten lucky. You've tuned into the show on Insurance Week. Now all the dials turn to something else. Now, once a year or so, you should just think about insurance. And the good news is none of the people on this show sell life insurance or any other type of insurance. So the message you're going to hear today is not, hey, give us a call on Monday and we'll take a look at your insurance needs. No, we're going to arm you with the right information so you can have an appropriate, calm, comfortable um, conversation about insurance. Uh, every time I see the word comfortable, it reminds me of like my favorite setup to a joke. It's it's like someone has been injured and the paramedics come and they 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 put a blanket on the person and the person's like in serious trauma and they they say, oh, are you comfortable? And the person says, I make a nice living. Uh, like a, it's a funny joke to me and I'm glad I brought it up. Okay, uh, Dame, <laughs> what? What? that's a good joke, right? It's great. I, yeah. I mean, the, the full setup and delivery would have made it more than it was, but I, I, I can see why it would be funny. Yes. It's a joke concept because like you'd have to wrap it in something, you know, you have to put a, anyway, Dane, what are some other insurance mistakes that people make? Speaking about people being injured and hurt. I really think not having disability insurance, especially if your household depends on your income is a huge mistake. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling about that, uh, Kristen? I think it depends on how, to Dame's point, how dependent your household is on your income. Is there ability in your household for someone else to maybe pick up an income? Like, are you a, you know, are you a two person household? One person works. And then how, um, what do I want to say? Like, how specialized is what you do? So how difficult might it be for you to pick up a competitive wage? And people always use like a brain surgeon as the example. And if you hurt your hand, you're out of your career. And where do you find a competitive wage to that based on your training? So I think what you do has as much um, and who's in your household, I think is what really you should weigh here. Yeah, Dame, I'll say this. My in my childhood, my dad's best friend passed away um early and, and had life insurance, but he was disabled for several years prior to him passing away. And it was his disability insurance that allowed their one income household with four kids to uh persist. And so he had, I guess, what people would call a good insurance program. Uh, from disability to life. But I agree. I think disability is probably, you want to talk about being underinsured or uninsured, I think disability is at the top of the list, how, how, how people find themselves. 
if we want to get back to Kristen's point a little bit, you know, the the doctor or the surgeon, that's often used as an example, but there are different types of disability insurance. There's own occupation, there's any occupation. So if, if you want to be very, very specific, if you can't do what you do, you get your own OC and, and you know, then that disability policy would kick in. But then it becomes any OC, any occupation that is similar to what you do or in your field, if you can't do anything in that uh, that range, then then the the policy kicks in. So you can look at different types of coverage for different types of uh, of costs and and try and figure out what makes the most sense for you and your family because disability can make a huge difference in how a family functions and especially if you're in a uh, profession where either you're you're making a lot of money or you have a significant risk of injury, you probably want to consider disability insurance right up there alongside life insurance. Kristen, if you want to sound cool at a party, it's you would say own ock or any ock. Absolutely. That's the that's the jargon. Yep. Uh, Dame, other insurance mistakes? Yeah, I, I, this actually kind of dovetails really nicely into disability. Not understanding long term care insurance. Yeah, you know, it, it is the newest of the insurances. It is uh, a very new concept. Uh, people didn't live uh, uh, as long back in the day. And, and with medical advances, uh, to some degree, people hang on for years. That's a gross way to describe uh, life. Uh, boy, someone else talk for a few minutes. <laughs> and I, I will be vulnerable. We talked about that a lot last week or two weeks ago. I will be vulnerable in saying that if you are someone who is thinking about having a conversation about long-term care and you feel very overwhelmed and you feel like you don't understand it, um, I am a financial expert and I'm there with you. Like I find the industry to be very difficult to navigate. I find the terminology to be difficult to navigate. And we're also talking about a topic that's very uncomfortable. So don't please don't let that be the reason why you don't explore the option is because you feel intimidated by the long-term care insurance industry. Dame rule of thumb for you was when you hit around 50 years old is maybe when you should start kicking the tires a bit. Yeah. And you're going to want to look around at um, policies that you own. A lot of uh, employers will provide of, you know, some, some coverage for long-term care, but I look at this as the same as life insurance. I, I think this is something best if you own it yourself, that way it follows you wherever you go. Yeah, long-term care, again, since it's so new, people, people, companies mispriced policies uh, throughout the 90s and early 2000s. And so what that meant was they had to really raise premiums. Some companies went out of business. Like, it, it was a disaster. It is a disaster. So there's newfangled, there's a voice for you, uh, long-term care policies now, including asset-based long-term care, which I happen to like. It's the idea of... You set $100,000 or so. Again, we're talking about people who are of a certain age who theoretically should have this sorts of money. $100,000 aside, and it it acts as a lever that then can activate life insurance or long-term care insurance or simply grow, and then you can take it out later. So asset-based long-term care is a, is a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, long-term care is really interesting in and of itself because folks who have lots and lots and lots of money are probably going to self-insure for, for long-term care. They, they have that option available to them. Folks who don't have much, if any, money are going to get help from the government in this area. They're probably not going to like their experience, but that's that's their option. 
So long-term care becomes really a kind of a middle-class coverage and it's a middle-class plus because, you know, long-term care expenses can get astronomical really, really fast. I, I got to say that it's important for us to put some numbers to this because um, when you say lots and lots of money, you're talking about tens of millions of dollars, not millions of dollars. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have two to $3 million um, at retirement, you need long-term care uh, because you will spend through pretty fast. I mean, you're talking about eighty dollars to $100,000 a year right now, if not more. For long-term care, uh, to care for a person in a facility or at home for 12 months. Um, and you're talking about less than $50,000 would get you Medicaid eligible, something in, in that range. So that's a pretty big range, uh, more than 50,000, less than two or 3 million. You should absolutely uh, have long-term care. And then if we want to have the really, really uncomfortable conversation oh, in this good. area. Oh, if uh, if your parents are, are getting you know, up there, you may want to consider talking to them about long-term care insurance if they are still of the age where it can be found affordably. Because uh, needing to take care of a parent long-term can be very, very challenging and really uncomfortable for all parties involved. So this is uh, a coverage that could potentially um, make a very trying time a little bit easier. Congrats for entering uncomfortable territory. Good job, Dame. You're welcome. You made it fully in. I, I, I guess I'll say this, and here's the tough part, and we've already sort of said this one way. The second you start getting these conditions you get when you get in your 50s and 60s and 70s, not only does long-term care get expensive, it can get impossible to secure. I mean, you will be turned down, declined, straight up. So, boy. This was a fun time. Why don't we talk about insurance more? Like, Dame, what's the... Because <laughs> we have a rule. Once a year. Once a year. I'll say this. this was Dame's idea. Kristen, was it not? I might have supported it. I'm sorry. More of that right after the break. I'm Pete the Planner. Boy. I don't care what you say. This is a good show. Dame Very brought, helpful for the people. Dame brought me a... Uh, a, a bottle of uh, whiskey the other day <laughs> and it was incredibly high proof like it, 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 it still is I don't mean it past tense as though I've drank it all I, yeah. I opened it last night and, and had a small pour uh, to commiserate uh, the 3-1 loss to Circle City FC for my 13 year old girl soccer team and boy the reason he gave it to me is because he didn't want it because it was like over 120 proof it, it is it burns. I'm. St it still burns right now. It uh, it was a bottle that I could get my hands on. Uh, it was you know, a, oh. kind of a, a private offering, and I thought, you know what, I'm not gonna drink that, but somebody will, and I I wanted to just buy it, so I bought it and then gifted it, and now I get to listen to Pete complain about how hot it is. It is. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, so do we have more of these? Can we get, can the insurance mistakes get a little funner? <laughs> like, like, can we get a, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. Ah. making mistakes always fun when it comes to insurance. Yeah. We can, uh, we we can do a little bit lighter conversation around some of this. Can you get this car insurance? Like, are you going to get into like bodily injury, uh, oh. death and dismemberment? <laughs> the, next three, the next three aren't that bad. Oh, well, you've got this list. 
not not everybody <laughs> likes to jump into shows unprepared, Pete. Well, I'm trying to push Kristen to be unprepared so that she can get better at being unprepared. That I just let it go. Let it go. Okay. It didn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. You guys sharing secrets. Let's get back into the show. So, oh, Pete doesn't know what we're talking about. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. It's the insurance edition of the show. Don't turn the station. Here's the thing. Once a year or so, you just got to think about it. You do. How, how like, Kristen, how, how uh, often are you supposed to change your batteries and your smoke detector? It's like every so often, right? I think when the time changes, right? It's roughly every six months is how often yeah. you're supposed to yeah. do it. Yeah, we change ours every 10 years or so. <laughs> uh, I, damn, I cannot tell you the last time I changed a battery and a smoke detector. I wait for the chirp the in the middle of the night. On Can a, I tell you a story it, at the break? Um, sure. Yeah, let's, let's have that story at the break. Dame, insurance mistakes. So far, we've covered really sad things, and now we're on to funny ones. No, yeah. <laughs> what else do you got? How about uh, potentially money saving mistakes? Oh, money or, or saving correction. Cor- corrections. Oh. Uh, nobody knows. Spit it out. What is it? Setting your deductibles too low. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good. This is that is this is a good one. I'm glad you bring this up. Please, please, please help the people understand why they're blowing money on premiums that they don't need to blow. Yeah. So if, if you decide you're going to uh, set your uh, deductible uh, on the lower side, that means you're pushing more of that risk onto the company, and they're going to charge you accordingly for it. They're going to charge you more and more money for your premiums. However, if you say, you know what? I've got some money set aside in an emergency fund and I'm going to take some of that risk back on myself and I'm going to crank that deductible up to, you know, a thousand bucks for, for a, a auto policy. You're going to notice some differences in the premiums that you're paying because you are assuming more of that risk of coverage. So make sure that if you've got your emergency fund set aside and you're willing to dip into it for, you know, a, a car accident, I would, I would consider that an emergency that you could dip into uh, make sure your premiums are set at the right place so you can uh, you know, pay as little as possible to the insurance company on a, an annual basis. Very common mistake. Kristen, did you know this one? Yes. I think we have to be careful though because I think that sometimes you see the lower premium and you're like, oh, I, I can scrape together you know, the 500 or the 750 or the $1,000, but there has to be follow through there because then if you find yourself in an emergency and you haven't set the money aside, we've not done ourselves any favors. So yes, reevaluate this, but make sure that you follow through on your intention when you set that deductible. Yeah, I mean, if you've got an emergency fund that's got more than five thousand dollars in it, mm-hmm. you should absolutely—I don't say absolutely, mm-hmm. Dame. I feel like are you going to write me up for compliance issues next <laughs> yeah. week? Yeah, um, you should strongly consider having your deductible be a thousand bucks. If you have five thousand dollars saved that, and it remains saved, it's not saved because you got a tax refund. It will be unsaved within the next few months, but a permanently saved. or more, your car insurance deductible should be at least $1,000. Correct? I think so. Once you get beyond $1,000, the savings seems like it kind of starts dropping off a little faster than than it does that initial jump. But yeah, look at your own situation. Believe in yourself that that money is going to be there if you absolutely need it. And 
set it accordingly. Save yourself some money. I would also say from a loyalty standpoint with certain carriers, they start to chip away at your deductible for you. If you're with them for a long time, you don't have accidents and maybe you had a $1,000 deductible, they they waive it or take care of it for you. Um, and, and that's good to know too. Th this is one of those things that people just don't naturally learn. Car insurance, homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance is stuff we all have or we all should have. And no one ever tells you anything about it, but you, you can you can help yourself out quite a bit here. Absolutely. Uh, can I yeah. can I guess the next mistake? Because I feel like based on the one you just gave, I know the next one. Sure. Not having your home and auto at the same place. Uh, that's down the list, but bundling is one of the uh, is one of the mistakes that I think people miss. Big mistake big mistake if you've got your homeowner's insurance one place and your car insurance somewhere else because there's generally at least a 20 percent discount for having them together kristen you knew this yeah are your car insurance <laughs> and your condo insurance at the same place they are and that can be a tricky thing because not everybody will insure a condo so um i and the other thing too is we just mentioned that you know everybody has these policies or should have these policies you know if you're driving you should have auto insurance i think that something to know is that when you are buying a new car or you're you know, securing a loan for a house, it feels like that process is so rushed and you don't have time to learn about it as you go. And then it becomes kind of this like distant thought, well, I secured the insurance. It's probably fine. Um, maybe take some time to circle back with that when the dust settles a little bit. Dame, how long have you been with the current insurance carrier you're with? Um, I think I am just over two and a half, maybe three years at this point with this current carrier I've at. Well, really? so you have an independent agent or do you have a, like, how do you, what, yeah, independent? Yeah, I've got an independent agent that will, uh, I usually call and remind them to, it's time to start shopping it and see what other deals are out there. But that's, that's actually another mistake is that you don't actively look for other insurance uh, that might be more affordable or give you better coverage for the same money every two to three years. You know, I, I purposefully make that mistake. And it's not that I'm a super loyal guy. It's that I'm very happy with the carrier I have and I've had them for 10 years and I just don't like putzing with all of that. So, I mean, I'm being dumb, right? This would take me 30 minutes at the most and I could potentially save 15% by calling Geico. No, I can't do that. I know they're not paying us. I'm just totally making this up. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, boy, this is bad. <laughs> Greg uh, notes uh, on Facebook Live, <laughs> I learned to shop every two to three years from the Your Money Life, Your 20s book. Um, hey, Kristen, who, who's the author of that book? <laughs> uh, you. Greg. <laughs> oh. Dame, what's the other uh, mistakes on your insurance mistakes list? Let's let's go back to the well for this one, Pete. Uh, traditional, normal-ish, I guess you would call health insurance versus using a, a high deductible health plan and an HSA. Yeah, I mean, look if and this is the, always the rub. If you're healthy and you don't use a lot of medical care, if if you're a really more of a wellness person and, and you still go to your annual checkup or whatever, probably should consider a, a high deductible plan with an HSA. It's just, it's a lot more efficient. You, you won't find yourself saying, oh, I paid $12,000 for one doctor's appointment this year. 
do you, do you feel similar, Dame? I, I know I, I know your views on health insurance. Uh, I I know you feel similar. Yeah, I mean, you've got to make sure that you are um, structured, you know, set up financially for uh, you know a, a big event if it happens. But if you or, or your family are relatively healthy and you have the ability to save a few bucks in premiums and then save some cash into an HSA, one of our favorite products ever of all time, uh, yeah, I, I think it absolutely makes sense for the right person. Kristen, this is a privilege comment i mean these are this is this is the privileged mistake because you have to be healthy to take advantage of this right 100 percent. and then the other thing is to dame's point is you have to be able to save a little bit because your out-of-pocket costs might be a little bit higher your um because it's a high deductible plan you again you might have to come out of pocket more so you have to use that hsa alongside your plan to really uh to feel like you're getting the benefits i think and yeah absolutely a privileged conversation oh dame you and your privileged conversations we got about a minute <laughs> left do you have another tip yeah uh i'm gonna skip the flood insurance because it seems like it might be a little too soon to talk about that and on the nose, on the yeah. nose. Uh, not having an umbrella policy agreed they are super cheap they cover all sorts of extra liability i mean all you know if uh you cause a serious car or you know boating accident or your dog bites somebody and or worse, I guess, if you have certain breeds of dogs. Uh, there's all sorts of reasons that an umbrella policy for a couple hundred bucks for a million dollars in coverage, it just makes sense. I'm just sitting here thinking, I probably have many of these tips and some of the books I've written, but the way my brain works, I've completely <laughs> forgotten. Like Greg bringing this up is both funny and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Like, I don't know what Kristen again, Kristen's a content creator. You put stuff out there and it just, it, it, it's your past. It's strange, right? Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Coming up after the break, the biggest waste of money of the week. And my stomach is a little unsettled today. And so as I read this one, it is going to get worse. I'm Pete the planner. It's weird. It is weird. I saw it. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't see it. Greg's busting my chops. Oh, that's so true. Uh, by the way, uh, Greg may have a new person at their house this weekend. Domestic help? No. <laughs> well, with all the money he saves on car insurance. Um, no. Uh, new, new kid. Baby. So very exciting. So do we ha do we have uh, your money line swag and in, in uh, working uh, on it? Working on it. We got babies all over this place. All right, this place is swimming in babies. I don't. It's not great. You're on a roll, man. <laughs> I have just an awkward couple days. Um, damn. I I feel like I owe the world deeper admission of of guilt as it relates to being a sport travel sport parent. I, I, I need, I need to, I need, I, I remember way back when I heard a podcast with you and, uh, Oh, he, he, he kicked for Purdue. Travis uh, Dorch. Dorch. That's right. Yeah. Uh, played for the Bengals. Yeah. Really talking about, uh, the pitfalls of travel sports and how you really didn't see the value in it and how you, your I'm kids are never going to do travel <laughs> sports. And, uh, well, look at us now. Here we are. I, because I listened to that podcast and I nodded right along with you. Well, here, here's two things. 
I had about a 45 minute conversation last night about a gymnastics leotard. <laughs> and then next Friday I'm driving five hours to a soccer tournament with Ted. Like I, I've, I have become oh this person God. and it, it's humbling. We talked about, uh, the, the suit that my daughter is going to get, uh, for her 13th birthday. Um, I, I don't know if, if you're not in swimming, you don't know this, but there are certain kinds of suits that you can buy that, uh, reduce the, the friction in the water and they're very expensive and they only last for about, I don't know, 10 or 12 races. Oh yeah. So Kristen, let, let, let Damon and I hit this point home a little bit more for you. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the next, uh, 30 hours of my life, um, after, you know, post-work tonight, I will, we'll take Ted to soccer and we'll take Ollie to gymnastics tomorrow. Ollie has a soccer game. Ted has a soccer game. And then Ted has a basketball game tomorrow night. And this is, this is who we've become. Yeah. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that's fair that's fair that's fair, that's fair. i'll, I'll have know, pete, a ranch water for you you can you can just put it on a new tiktok uh pete and get some followers yeah uh, Kristen, what are you doing what are you doing tomorrow like give me some like what's a a, a young single fun person do on a saturday i don't I'm even not remember i'm not fun i'm not fun i Actually, I think I'm going to power wash my house because it's going to be really nice. So this was that this was a bad weekend to use that as an example. Wow, power washing your house. It's Mm. supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be like the last good weekend. My house needs it. Did you do a TikTok on power washing your house? No. (laughs) Hey guys, you always saving money. Yeah, saving money. (laughs) Um, Okay, Um, let's do biggest waste of money of the week so that uh, I don't know. I've had no caffeine today either. Same. The whiskey was so hot in my stomach that <laughs> I feel like I poured coffee into it. Still turning over. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is the latest I haven't had coffee in a day in a decade. Life hack. Just have a shot of that whiskey the night before and you're good to go the next day. Oh, something. No, you need the caffeine. Um, three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner show is, oh, it's so gross. <laughs> it is the Ego oh, Nog Appalachian Sipping Cream. The holidays can be a stressful time. Eggnog is an acceptable holiday stress reliever for many. And now Kellogg's is teaming up with Tennessee-based Sugarlands Distillery Company on a unique version. Egonog Appalachian Sippin' Cream. Oh, gosh. This is, with how I'm feeling, this is not great. <laughs> is uh, is an ego-inspired eggnog liqueur developed to be good on its own, but is made to pair with ego thick and fluffy waffles in case things have gone so far off the rails that a breakfast tipple is in order. Flavors of cream, rum, cinnamon, and nutmeg provide a holiday-friendly palette that also works great in cocktails like the Peppermint White Russian, Drunk Caramel Apple, and the aptly named Christmas Breakfast. So, Dame, um, it is 20% alcohol by volume, 40 proof, so nothing you would gift your boss. 
Um, I, I here's the thing, guys. I don't know how much this costs. I have no idea, but it's a giant <laughs> waste of money. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Hey, we, we drizzle that over some waffles oh. with whipped cream. I, maybe maybe there's something there to it. I don't know. Okay, uh, can I be honest? It sounds you've you've got a case of it in your in your garage. I would drink it. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, like eggnog. What's wrong with this? Never had eggnog. Me either. Then how do you know you won't like it? Because it it's called nog. Kristen, how if you're are you young and fun and you've had eggnog and Dame and I are old crotchety fellas and we (laughs) haven't had eggnog. I, I'm old on the inside. Dame, what's in the news this week? Speaking of weird combinations, McDonald's will sell Krispy Kreme donuts in select restaurants later this month for the first time. Starting October 26th, the fast food giant will sell Krispy Kreme donuts at nine locations in the Louisville, Kentucky area as part of a test. McDonald's said this test will help it learn more about how teaming up with Krispy Kreme would affect its operations. The test comes as consumers have been cutting back on restaurant visits as soaring inflation pressures budgets. To get customers back into restaurants, chains have been experimenting with new menu items and promotions. I used to love a Krispy Kreme donut. Um, I feel like that ship has sailed for me, though. I don't know. Bummer. I mean, that's convenient, though. You just get in at McDonald's. You get them at gas stations. Why can't you get them at a McDonald's? Yeah, they're going to you know deliver uh, fresh donuts every morning uh, and then uh, just... Stop by and pick up the individual or six pack of your choice. The other day I was, had no food in me and I was scrambling. So I went to the Arby's by our office and I wanted to order one of those market fresh sandwiches. They, they mm-hmm. convince you you're eating healthy, but it's still like 800 calories or something like that. It's whatever. And I looked at the value meal for that market fresh sandwich is $11. And I felt yeah. like Kristen at Subway. I didn't order it. I just ordered the sandwich, which was <laughs> whatever. But that's a lot, right? See? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Value value meals are getting out of hand right now. Not so much value, Dame. Well, I guess the dollar menu is not even a thing anymore, right? Can't not be. so much. Yeah, I think they're, they've changed them to value menus now instead of dollar value. menus. Yeah, uh, Dame. How many Junior Bacon Cheeseburger JBCs from Wendy's can you eat in one setting? Oh, I've never tried. I bet it'd be a copious amount. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I used to be able to take care of a few. Uh, yeah. What else is in the news, uh, Pete? This story is directed. Towards Kristen. Can we talk Taylor Swift for a moment? Uh, Please. I'm going to take a break. How about it? Swift (laughs) dropped her 10th original studio album, Midnight's, bright and early this morning at midnight. Uh, Let's not focus on the music, though. Pete, you might come back in. We're not talking about the music. No, she came up with a marketing strategy that I've never heard of before. I want to know if you think it's genius or something a little less noble. She announced that she's going to have four separate vinyl editions of the new album, each with different covers. So so it's the same songs, sorry, same songs, different covers. Those albums can then be put together to form a clock. So diehard Swifties can buy all of them, which cost $30 a piece. It's the most expensive way to buy her music. And then a $49 kit on top of it to turn the albums into a working wall clock. Now, Kristen is a bit of a T-Swizzle fan. She also features a vinyl album covers in the background on, uh, on that shelf of her, her shot. My question to you, Kristen, is will your albums and clock kit be arrive, uh, arrive in time for next week's show? 
<laughs> they will not arrive, arrive in time. I have already listened to the whole Midnight's album. It came out like nine hours ago. Um, but that's why she thing, was late to the show today. <laughs> my thing is, is that newer vinyl, I don't want to sound like oh, I'm a hipster, but like newer vinyl is not as good. So I don't feel that compelled here. Boy, that's aggressive. I will say this. Um, I am not a hater. So I will, I just, she's just not to my taste. Like I don't listen to that music. I, she's very talented. I did learn last night. Her estimated net worth is $400 million, Dan. I would have guessed it to be higher, actually. It's a, it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But I mean, when you sell four versions of the same 12 songs. There you go. And a $49 kit to turn those into wall art. I think I'm figuring out how she's amassed that personal fortune. Uh, I happened to be at the pitch meeting when this album was like the concept of the clock was mm -hmm. being discovered. And I, I have to tell you, the pitches were all over the place. At one point, it was going to be a toaster. Another one was going to be a chemical toilet. Like you put all the albums together. Another one... Uh, you, you put them all together and it made a conference room credenza. And then the final one, I remember hearing in the pitch meeting, I was there with Taylor Swift and her, the Swizzlets was, it was going to be um, uh, a TikTok um, frame. And so I, I'm glad they chose the clock. I uh, I was there uh, for the this pitch of Midnight's, but I didn't have the time for it. So awful! You can't do that. I mean, that's that's. I mean, <laughs> that's it was it it was no worse than what Pete just did, and it took way less time. So that's fair. <laughs> it was better because what, it was just more compact. Are you comfortable? No, but I make a good living. Um, what else <laughs> is in the news? Uh, college enrollment dropped for the third consecutive school year after the start of the pandemic, dashing universities' hopes that post-COVID rebounds were going to be at hand. Uh, the rate of decline has slowed this fall, with college enrollment dropping 1.1% since last autumn. Over the first two years of the COVID-19 pandemic, enrollment fell about 6.5%. However, there are some categories that are doing better. Pete, online universities, enrollment is going up. Historically, black colleges, the nice. enrollment is going up. That's awesome. Um, uh, you know, I've always, have have online universities have the price come down, or are they still charging top dollar for online university? I, I think it's more it's, uh, the the prices are still all elevated, Kristen, for online. My my tuition went up like what would that be like twenty percent? What credit hour? I think is what it went up for this academic year. It was hefty. You should shop it every three to four years. <laughs> <laughs> kind of committed to the program now, man. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I will point out that when it comes to going to college, a significant number of Americans just don't feel the juice is worth the squeeze. 46% of parents hope their child pursues something other than a four-year degree after high school, according to a Gallup poll. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm right in this world now of like thinking about what my kids want to do, and it's transitioned from I want to be a blue cow to an actual profession, you know? Because your kids, when they're young, are like, I want to be a tree, and it's like, okay, Gary, be quiet, you can't be a tree. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's weird. It's like you want to you want to pour into their interests, 
but you also get nervous if their interests don't feel like they need to go to college. So then you're like, well, let's, let's do something different. I don't know. Dame, are you guys into that yet? Um, we're, we haven't had quite that, uh, detailed of conversations yet, but it sits there in the back of your mind all the time, you know, having some money set aside and is it actually going to get used? All right, everybody. That's the show. Insurance edition. One, once a year. Send you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. We're Kristen, Dame and Pete on the show. Uh, you didn't do the jazz hands, Christy. Sorry. Dame did. I didn't have any caffeine today and this. He didn't either. Did you have a diet Coke this morning? Nope. Yeah, but Dame doesn't ever. That's the issue is I'm like going through like a caffeine withdrawal right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm in this sticky spot. I got a lunch here in like an hour and it's like, okay, well, do I have a coffee now? Like, I don't, I'm in a bad Espresso. spot. I feel like it should be like Jesse Spano and take uh, caffeine pills or something. I'm so excited. Kristen, anything? Adopio, no. Dame didn't understand your coffee reference, and you didn't understand his Save by the Bell reference. So I think it's time we end the show. Save by the Bell. Yeah, caffeine pills, <laughs> Jesse Spanos. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, and for that, we're Thank gonna you. make people look at you for the remainder of the show. That is awesome. your punishment. That's their punishment. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> Dame, uh, what do you got planned this weekend? Any swim? Uh, chasing kids to the first short course swim meets of the season this weekend. Uh, uh, Kristen had a question. When you say short course, does that just mean a 50 meter pool or a 25 meter? What, what makes it short course? 25, uh, 50 meter pools are Olympic size. Okay. Well, long course. Kristen, you knew this, right? Uh, no, I mean, I knew what an Olympic pool was, but I didn't know that I thought the other others were just like standard pools. All right. Before we go, I want to see how many followers miscellaneous money is up to. Oh, that's good. No. Good, 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 good. Okay. So go to TikTok. You want to, you want to follow miscellaneous money, miscellaneous. I got to spell it. Oh yeah. Good luck. It's only showing 59. So that means it's, if it means <laughs> somebody, somebody said I'm out. <laughs> oh, there she's, it is. She's not popular. She's too popular now. I, I kind of want to play one of these on the show. Please don't. I won't. Thank I you. I so want to, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I won't though. Thank Can I watch them on my own? That's you, fine. Do, I mean, okay. yeah. Here's what she I appreciate. What to do? Yeah, <laughs> everyone else does. Um, they're great. They're they're PSLF. They're student loan forgiveness. You're out there trying to help people. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> I mean, why do we why do we do any of it? Right, it's to like help people be better about money. And like I said, we talked about vulnerability at reunion, and I was like, you know what, like. Just do it. Oh my gosh, I I do see some profanity here on the profile. <laughs> I I swear at the end of like every video. So. Oh, you do? Yeah. So I couldn't play it on the show anyway. Oh, that's a good point. Don't play it podcast. on the show. You get the podcast. You get yeah, you get salty on it. Yeah, I don't want to do extra work. So wait, seriously, like when you do these, you're like, I want to tell you what. <laughs> Oh, I love it. No, I my outro it. is just the same most of the time, and I swear. So, oh, wow. My catchphrase. Oh, my. I, like her, I, I like her catchphrase better than yours now already. I don't even know what it is. Um, all right. Well, stay getting money feels arcane at this point. Yet, that's what I'm about to drop over on everybody. Kristen, Dame, have a good weekend. Everybody else, stay getting money. <laughs>